Hey you, welcome to the Secrets of the Online Coach podcast. I am your co-host Kerry and you will be sitting with myself and the head coach Lynn Trin as we dive into the real and raw stories and strategies around success inside of building your online movement and your coaching business. There are four key pillars inside of business in which you have to master. That is your trade, getting attention and getting desire and commitment and then building on top of those foundations with optimizing your business numbers. We dive deep into discussions around creating systems to build and scale your business and with topics where Lynn throws fire at the mic with his no BS mentorship. Enjoy the show, enjoy the ride and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a beat. We are recording and uh, it is Monday. It is Monday, Kbot, for episode number 47 on the secrets, the secrets of the online coach. Do you know what Monday Blues is? I have no idea. Monday what Blues is, is when you work at a job and okay. you have the highs of the weekend and then you go have to and then you have to go back to a job have on the Monday. Monday and then people get Monday blues. Do you have Monday blues? I think I get weekend blues because our team disappears for the weekend and then I've got no one to talk to. But like, where? Because I still work. <laughs> you work seven days a week, Kevin. You work you seven work days a week. week? I, uh, I take Saturdays off. So yep. I, I do a sleep in and then I have brunch with my beautiful wife and we go to, we go to this uh, cafe where we sit down, we get a bit of therapy, get a bit of mind therapy. Yeah, sometimes really romantic. they cry, which is the truth. Oh, on, the, on the odd occasional times. I made you cry yesterday, didn't I? Yep. Mm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's, part of the, it's part of working together, Cambon. You take the good and you take the bad, but there is no bad. All right, so inside of this episode, what are we focusing on today? So inside of this episode, episode number 47, we are speaking specifically about why your niche has got nothing to do with the reasons why you're not selling more uh, of whatever you're selling and how you can actually get more clients. So Kayvon, what is what where did this topic even come about? Because here's how this works. Kayvon chooses a topic. I kind of just I kind of rant on about the topic um, and, and yeah. really get set set the tone straight. Okay. I set the tone straight. I set the tone straight. So what is this? What are we talking about today? Uh, it comes from a lot of conversations that I have with people who obviously surrounding the internet, there are a lot, a lot of content talking about why you need to niche down. And I think one of the masters of uh, somebody who speaks about that in a more indirect sense is Seth Godin. And I've been, you know, re-listening to his, his books um, on marketing and he really talks about if you're talking to everyone, you're not going to capture anyone's attention in this modern day because people people aren't going to trade their attention to you if you have nothing valuable to share with them. Uh-huh. People's attention is the most expensive thing in their minds. It's the most valuable thing to, to everyone is my attention and where I place my attention, right? Mm-hmm. And so... That comes through into when you create a business, what you want to do is you want to niche down so that you're talking to the least 
number of people who will pay attention to you because you share their story. I like it. I now, like it, what I think what, what I think has happened is people get really stuck in this mindset, and I like what you're drawing out right now with dads, moms, limbs, athletes, K-Bods, because people are always asking the question and the first question that they come to me with is like, I think I'm thinking about helping moms. I, I, you know, have a passion for working with moms and blah, blah, blah. You know, this is who I want to help. Basically. Cool. I like it. So here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. I'm picking a niche. Isn't actually going to help you grow a business. Like it's, 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 uh, when I used to do a lot of courses, when I used to buy a lot of courses, I, I started to just recognize that a lot of courses were just duplications of other people's shit, okay? And what I, what I meant about that, it was like I bought three courses and they were like, well, you should pick your ideal niche, your ideal avatar, and you should know this person inside out with their pants. And what I started to just realize was every single person on the internet was saying the same shit. But they were just literally spitting out the same shit. So you literally, and I, I was sitting there going, oh my God, who's my niche? Who's my, who's my avatar? I have to write a list of uh, where they sleep at night and like, what are their biggest frustrations? And, and I'm throwing all these things that I can't even comprehend inside of my mind. Yeah. And so what happens is, Carrie, I start to make up shit. Okay, when I start to make up shit, guess what happens? I don't know. And if I don't know, if I'm not clear, guess what happens? I don't market. Like the, the whole point, like, it comes down to this, how your marketing is going to work, how you're going to attract your ideal client is getting clear. Like if you're not clear on what it is that you do, what problem that you solve, what's your product and how does it solve that actual problem? And you cannot articulate that clearly, like it is game over. And yet like 99.9% of experts, coaches, gym owners, I don't care who you are, can't do this. So they go, I help moms, like lose weight, get into shape. Okay, well, like so does... Everybody else out there. Cool. Uh, next. It's, and it's kind of you hit the nail on the head in a sense because um, when people talk about the niche, they always talk about who they want to help. But they don't, when I ask them, so what's their problem? They think it's weight loss and they come to me yeah. and they go, well, they're overweight. And I go, okay, cool. But why? Why and, is that a problem? Correct. And, and so I look at this and I, I begin to go, your niche is like the starting point. Okay, but you're not going to get paid to actually just help a bunch of limbs. Like K-Bod is going to be a, uh, you're going to be a postpartum mother, right? And I'm going to be like Lynn with the dad bod, right? Yeah. So like, cool, I'm part of your niche. Even even writing that for a second, uh, you, you know, I'm part of your niche, but that doesn't actually help uh, get any of my attention that doesn't actually help denote exactly why you're different, why you're unique, uh, why you're special, what your system is, why I should actually work with you. That's just simply I work with moms. Okay, so what? So the answer becomes, who, who does this really well? Ah, it, it's Jay Abraham. And he's like, he does this in a much more articulate fashion than I'll ever do. But he's like, so what? So if you're like, I work with moms and I help them get in shape. And he's like, so what? And if you get stuck on that, it means you cannot clearly articulate what it is that you do, who you help, why you're more better, why you're more special, why they actually need your product and service, why you actually innovated. And it's the same as everybody else. 
And this was a really, really good thing. If you get stumped with that question, the so what question, it's like, well, you just need to go back and actually figure out why you're more unique, um, so on and so forth. And what I started to realize if I go back was that every, obviously every single person was literally regurgitating the same thing. Like they would have a course and they begin with your niche and uh, they would literally go like, who do you want to help? Mm-hmm. Why have you helped? Uh, what are their pain points? What are their problems? Uh, what keeps them up at night? Uh, what are they thinking about the most? And it's it's it's. Very I've also hard. had other. I've also had other questions. Can I add to that? Of course, um, keep going. What kind of outfit would they be wearing on a Saturday? Oh, correct. <laughs> like, which cafe would they be at? Where yeah, do they shop? Luxury brand. And, and, or, so yeah. And 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 this is crazy because you're sitting there. You got no idea, and what these questions do is that it actually uh, creates more confusion than clarity. Mm. Creates more confusion than clarity, and ultimately the goal here is if you want to actually market better, you want to actually get more clients more consistently, then you have to have a lot of clarity, not only in just yourself, but inside of your prospect's mind. So if the whole goal of this, like the whole goal of figuring out your niche, well, I want a client to come up and work with me and pay me some money, to exchange value. That's the whole goal, right? So ultimately the whole goal is you you know that you're going to a point of clarity here. Like you have to be able to communicate with clarity what it is that you do and ultimately what problem that you solve. Now going, I work with mums and I help them get into weight, uh, get into shape. And that doesn't actually tell me the problem that you actually solve, why you exist, why you're better, okay? So, so, uh, you know, this was my experience from, from earlier on when I did buy courses, I did, I did coach from mentors and I was like, man, like I just got so frustrated because everything else was just like, I'm sitting here, not in my office, but I'm sitting here in like my little bedroom starting out a business and I'm, I'm trying to go, shit, like where did they shop? Well, like, fuck, like I shop here, Jimmy shops over there. I want all of them anyways. And so I'd, I'd be like, Kerry shops at Lululemon, this person shops at uh, Nike, this person shops at Adidas, um, and they're all part of my ideal client. But now I'm confused because I'm like, well, it doesn't make sense. Okay, so how, how I started to think about things was I started to just go, okay, well, like, well, let's start off with your niche, and it's who. Like, it's the very first question that you ask yourself, who are you trying to help? Okay, like that's the first thing and that is your niche. But then like you don't want to fuck this next step up. Everyone, everyone kind of fucks this next step up. Okay, the only way that you get paid is if you do what, Kez? Solve problems. Solve problems. Okay, principle. And, and I, tell, I tell a lot of my clients inside the 1%, I, I say there are two types of problems that you have to solve. Your clients and your own. If you want to get paid, you have to solve problems. Okay, it makes sense to solve your own client's problems. Great, fantastic. I solved my client's problems. I'm going to get paid. But then inside of your own, you're going to have problems when you grow a business internally. So you're going to have to figure out those problems internally. Shit, I need to solve my own problems internally. My ads aren't working. My funnels aren't working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You solve those problems, you get paid. And then you solve the client's problems, you will also get paid. It is consistent of these two problems. The next thing we start with the who, and then we move over to the what. Okay, so if we start with the who, we, we know who, this is great. 
I know who, great, fantastic. Now I need to identify the what. Okay, this is a lot easier than like figuring out where does who shop, where does who da da da. It's kind of going, okay, what problem mm -hmm. are you going to solve that this person has? What is the singular problem that you're going to solve that this person has? Because now that you've got the who, And as you can see, there's a lot of 14-year-old, uh, 16-year-old girls here. They're not 16. Let's just assume that they're 35-year-old mums here just for a second, just so that we don't get these drawings confused. Okay. But if you're helping 35-year-old mums, that's the who. The what is figuring out what is the problem that they actually have that they actually want to solve. Now, this is the most critical part. If you're, you see, if you're trying to advertise to all these mums, you're not going to get any of them. But you've got to find a specific problem, a.k.a., hey, like, look, I solve a problem where I work with mums who have 35 kilos. That's equivalent to 70 pounds or more to lose. And inside of being able to solve that problem, you're now communicating specifically to this person. And you're pulling her out of the who, and now you're able to get her, her attention. Okay. So out of the niche, you're almost, you're almost micro-niching. You're like doing a micro-niche squared. Mm -hmm. like you start with the who. Most people start at the who and that's, they, they stop there. And then they bundle everything together. And the problem with that is uh, we live in a world right now where we are way more, uh, where the marketplace is more saturated. Uh, there's a lot more people advertising. There's a lot more people fighting for your attention, as you said earlier on, Gary. And if you, if you are not specific and if you do not know your audience inside out and if you cannot articulate their story, you'll never be able to get somebody's attention, which means you will become irrelevant. So inside of this particular example, if I suddenly market to all of these women, I go, I'm going to market to, let's just pretend I don't have uh, yellow there for a second. If I just market to everyone, I market to her, market to her, I market to her, I market to her, I market to her, I won't get anybody. It's too generic. AKA, hey, are you a, a mum trying to lose weight? I've got a six-week challenge. Come on in. Okay. I've got like a six-week free challenge. Come on in and uh, I'll help you lose 25 pounds, whatever the case may be. The problem with that is you're too generic. The cost of advertising will rise. And guess what happens? You can easily be duplicated inside the marketplace. And so this is what I see with a lot of fitness coaches. They're immediately, as soon as they put up an ad, anybody else can copy them. What begins to happen? Now you're fighting with two particular ad sets, targeting two particular audiences, saying the same exact thing. Now inside of marketing and, and moving towards 2020, the way that you want to stand out is having a unique voice and a unique message. And that solves a unique problem and a reason for solving that problem. Like no longer can you get away with, hey, like I want to run a free six-week challenge to help you get in shape. That doesn't work anymore. Why? Because it's so saturated now. Okay, so right now inside of the current marketplace, we're seeing kind of the tide fade out. And so the people that actually have a voice, the people that actually have a message, the people that actually solve the problem and can communicate that effectively, 
and a reason for why they're solving that problem, they'll win. They'll win. Like, so I'm like, it's, it's kind of the, the nice little internet era where everyone could play. Uh, unfortunately, that's gone out. Unfortunately, for a lot of people that are good and willing to get good, you, you will win. If, but understand, like, you know, you can get good really quickly, like as well, because getting good comes down to repetition, not time. Okay. Um, because does that does that kind of give you the bit of the gist so far? Yeah. Uh, well, I I love that because. Uh, I feel like the who is easy and it's tactical and it's more of a target targeting play on Facebook where you can go who, where are they located? You know, it's all of the questions that Facebook asks you when you put in an ad and you go, right, that is my who, that is my niche. But then in your actual ad, what's actually important is the what and what problem is that that, that you're solving. And when you describe six-week challenges or, hey, come and trial me and do a seven-day free, blah, 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 eight-week challenge, 12-week challenge, I feel like it's more about you and it's not about the actual person and what it is that connects you to them and why it is that you are helping them. And I think in this day and age, it's so important, especially from my perspective as a consumer, I really want to feel connected. I want to feel connected as a mom to whoever it is that is working with me. Fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to draw this up. I think this is going to be a fantastic uh, uh, resource for anybody that's looking at this, listening. So, you know, if, if you want to help somebody with your skill, then these are the questions that you need to answer and you actually don't need to answer anymore. And this, you just have to get really clear. So the first question that you need to ask yourself is, who am I helping? Okay. What problem do they have that I can actually solve? What is the singular biggest problem that they have that I can actually solve? Step number three is where do, where do I actually take these people that I'm helping? Where, where do I take them? Where's the possibility of where they actually ultimately want to go? How do I get them there? What are the steps? What's the steps? What are the path that they take that you take that you specialize in to get them there. And then ultimately your why. At the end of the day, why are you doing what it is that you do? And being able to go great, like I wanna make great money, but at the same time, I have a special place in my heart for these type of people because da 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 da. Mm. And there's this crazy part, like nobody wants to admit that they're running a business to make money. And so what happens is they don't end up making any money because they don't make that the sole focus. It's crazy. Yeah, business is transactional. It is about making money. So I want to make money. And in order to actually do that, we're going to build this big vision. The money funds the vision. The money builds the business. The money, the money hires the people that's going to create the cause uh, for, the thing that, for the thing that I'm trying to change. Yeah. Without the money, you can't change it. You have no marketing. You have no team. You're literally by yourself. You're very capped. With money, you now become ultimately more powerful. So, you know, and, and, and understand that the why is going to change along the way. Like my why changed big time. Do you know what I mean? Like my why changed big time. It was like, okay, uh, initially I started out 95% was for me. And then as I started to see the impact that I was making inside of the coaches and seeing, seeing you know what, 
Kerry being able to see like Dan Suckling run a retreat and being able to see the feedback from his girls or being able to jump into Kitty's group and seeing the feedback from the lives that she's been able to change, seeing Nick and Anthony and looking at their retreat, that video, you know, seeing plenty of, plenty of, plenty of people's lives change because we uh, did what we did to supply our coaches with the frameworks and the systems to actually do this is ridiculously powerful. Like that's the reason, uh, you know, anytime I'm feeling low on energy I, and I told this to you, I say, look, anytime I feel shit, I go into coaching because just speaking to my people fills me up with like shots of energy, you know, and without this, but, but understand that the money is the game that we need to play in order to fund and grow the business in order to make the impact. Money funds the business to make the impact. Uh, and unfortunately, um, that's a better way to impacting people than trying to promote yourself on, on Instagram and, and Facebook and copying quotes like our, our boy Jay Shetty. I, I just have to throw that one in. I think, Kerry, <laughs> you, you made a joke last night about it. I wasn't even thinking about it, but I wanted to throw that in. Just making, you know, just releasing quotes, thinking that you make impact. Uh, I think it's the depth of impact that you actually make. And, and you know, my version of impact isn't a moment in time. My version of impact is measured when I'm dead and, like, the game's over, you know. I think that's also another metric that's important. If you're measuring impact, are you measuring impact for moments in time? What if they lose 20 kilos and then they gain 40, but then, like, they gained it after you? Did you actually make a change? I don't know. So, so you know, I'm not interested in, uh, and I, I told you this before, I said I'm not interested in building a one-off relationship with a person that comes in. I'm looking to build and establish a lifetime relationship to actually go, how much impact did we make on this person over their life? Yeah. Um, and was, was their life better because of us? Yeah. Like, whereas, you know, in the marketplace, we see so many results that are moments in time that are speckles and they don't tell the true story. Like the, my failure as a coach is when a client uh, no longer wants to be with me and, you know, even though they're moving along their journey, but they stall, they have not done anything uh, to progress their journey. And in fact, they've gone backwards because they haven't had that accountability, mm -hmm. which means I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like we lost the result that we got for them, even though they may have achieved amazing results within a year. If a person and a client does not consistently grow, I feel like we've lost. I go, that was a waste of time. We just, we just went straight for a year and then we're going to chuck a Yui. Um, but I'm weird. I'm weird with these things. I yeah. think that's why you grow as well. And mm. uh, just to give a bit of a side note to those who have been following Lynn for years and years, they always, always mention to me how much they've seen you evolve. And mm. Mm. This is a truth as well, guys. So we, we, we do get a lot of clients leave and we do get a lot of clients that come back, a lot mm -hmm. of clients that come back. Mm -hmm. And it's because when they leave, they think they, they know it all. They, they get it at that point in time. They're like, I know it all. I get it. Off you go. We go, spread your wings and fly. Go, go. And when they come back, they're like, oh, my gosh, I've seen Lynn transform mm. over the last six months. And there's something... I see growth and I want to be part of that growth. Yeah. Whether or and not it, it, 
Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And here's, here's the part. Here's the whole crazy part about all of this. As I continue to grow, the products that we create continue to evolve and accept. Yeah. They have to. I mean, because I would look back at my work and go, mm, I don't like the version of 2018 of what that guy it's like created. I like the iPhone 11 Yeah, I, I need to go back and repolish this because I need to make this clearer. I saw people fail at this particular point. I couldn't articulate this at this stage because I didn't have the skills or nor the awareness or I didn't even actually know that they were getting stumped at that point, which then means um, I just go and create and expand and evolve. So anybody that's uh, come in in 2016 is going to see a radical difference to the programs, the course in 2017 and then 2018 and 2019. And the reasons why is because I want uh, and I now want to be committed to change and evolution and, and optimization and all of these areas that I know I can get better in. And I want to be able to give the people that I'm serving the very best of me at that moment in time. And uh, what's really crazy is it always just keeps getting better. And that's um, the hardest I'm just going to break down the fourth wall, um, yeah. which is like for those of you guys who are listening to Lynn, that comes with money. It comes with having money to have the resources to continue to grow himself, like going to Warrior Week, doing what he does, going going to consulting with Gary V and having those resources available to him to be able to keep growing and evolving the program as it continues on. Yeah. 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 And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited um, because I know what we're bringing out to 2020 and I know that, you know, 2020 is going to be a big year. Uh, but I think, you know, let's, if you're watching this and, and, and I know from my experience, let's bring this back into where we started uh, if you cannot articulate this, you are screwed. You are ultimately fundamentally screwed. If this is all you take away from this is that there are these four to five questions. Who do you help? What problem do you solve? Where do you take the people that you help? How do you help them? And ultimately, why? Mm -hmm. like that is all that you need to sit down and you've got to be honest with yourself. You, like you don't have to bullshit you don't have to have some holy mary mother Teresa cause that you actually want to save the world just like just go okay well, why do i choose to invest my time in helping these people why why and if you don't know then go and figure out like find a reason that's closer to your heart because that's the shit that's going to help you create and innovate time and time again does that make sense like a lot of my work revolves around the online fitness industry and fitness coaches because I was a trainer for seven years and then I did this and I walked this journey and I know how hard it is. And, you know, the journey that I worked in, walked in 2014, 15, 16 was, uh, was okay. It was great, okay results, like multiple six figures, 282,000 in a year. But that guy in 2016 or 15, I should say, like shit the the things that i've learned and the things that we've created and the systems and the process and the foundations if he had it he would he would be a seven-figured guy mm. you know uh yeah and so i look at what we've built today and i go holy crap like shit i should have had this in 2015 Staying inside of the fitness space it means that until i've done what it is that i need to do here uh, with who I need to do, then we go off and expand. 
And oh, that's also the other, that's also the other question I wanted to add before we wrap this up. A lot of people are so uh, reluctant to focus on the one person because they want to work the many. Yep. And like I have a ton of experts and consultants and coaches that come to me from many different other fields. And I go, no, sorry, I only serve these people. And I only serve these people because I want to create something that's amazing for them. Because if I focus on you, guess what? Half the resources are now split in half. And now my focus is split in half. And I think a lot of people go, okay, well, like if I, I, if I focus on one, I won't get any. It's kind of like once you've done what it is that you've set out to do, like what is the company mission? What is the goal of the whole reasons why you want to do this? Set, up, set yourself up with the target. If you want to help 100 people, go help 100 people and then reassess from there. And I'll generally find that if you actually go and help a hundred bums or a hundred dads and you actually go shit, like I want to open up afterwards, then have that question then. Don't have it now, just hit the target and then open up the next question. And generally what happens is you start to recognize you'll go deeper. Yeah. And then you'll go deeper and then you'll go deeper. Like it's always like Nick and Anthony who have done millions of euros. They're like, Lynn, when do I when do I get to open a girls program? And I'm like, well, have you done what you wanted to do here? Because like, there's so much more. Um, Kitty, you know, she's targets women. When do I get to open uh, a men's program? I'm like, well, get to this target and then you answer that question for me. Um, I've just seen so many people try to hit a, a big spectrum only to get nothing. So there are five questions that if you're struggling, you need to answer. These are the five, the who, the what, the where, the how, and the why. Uh, you don't need to buy a course um, that's going to take you around niches. But, but these are questions that help me get clear. So that's all we got for you today. That is all on Monday Blues. Because what was that line that I have to use? I got off the phone with a corporate girl and she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> I said, we're going to use is that line on the podcast? Okay, bye, everybody. Have an amazing day. Okay, bye. And just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everybody. We'll see you next yeah. time. I hope you've enjoyed listening to our Radio Voices today. If you like us, don't be shy and show us some love by giving us a five-star rating and review. We are shameless promoters of what we do and what we love to do, and we never stop giving you value. Before you go to the next episode, make sure you subscribe and remember a five-star rating review.